yourself a pop of Palpatine. Hey folks, SH1T coming to you live drinking coffee. We've got full slate today. Tons of poker, tons of sports, tons of news, opinions, and topics, and everything in between. Enjoy. This is the greatest and best song in the world. Tribute. Long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here. We was hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. All of a sudden, there shined a shiny demon in the middle of the road. And he said, play the best song in the world or I'll eat yourself. Well, me and Kyle, we looked at each other and we each said, okay. And we played the first thing that came to our heads just so happened to be
Okie dokie. So it was pretty pretty quiet week when it came to news. Uh, a lot of chess pieces didn't move. Uh, well, at least I felt like it was a quiet week. I didn't pay so much attention to the uh, incessant rambling of media news organizations uh, throughout the week. But the bar report, or the basically bar Democrat back and forth, really hasn't moved at all. He's supposed to come out either next week or the follow-on week with the full-on redacted report. I uh, saw some interesting stuff from Trey, Gow- Trey Gowdy as to why why would you release the report? Because it's nothing but slanderous. They only talk in uh, indictments. Um, and since the origination of the report seems to be nefarious, the report in and of itself would be nefarious. But uh, I still want to see it. Like I think everybody wants to see it. Like I, I, I take his point. I understand. I get it. But we want to see it. Uh, Barr was on the Hill talking to Congress about him thinking he's going to investigate the investigation. Um, When asked, did spying occur on the Trump campaign, he acknowledged in the affirmative. Democrats went crazy over that. But, I mean, the term spying, there were people looking into the Trump campaign in 2016. Like, that's, that's a known. The Mueller board would say as much. So he was, they were looked at. The big problem is that you have this organization incumbent power investigating a rival uh, trying to go through an election and this may or may not have been going on but this has now come to light and it's going to be a real fun um, I mean they went through the Hillary email investigation thing already that's going to get brought back into the forefront Uh, doubt doubt Benghazi will come back uh, but the uh, struck Lisa Page uh, Comey Clapper all this information will come back uh, in the next year or two uh, because they acted inappropriately, it would appear or seem like. so. And it was a whole bunch uh, of nothing uh, to get to this point. So Dems hold another hearing about white supremacy in the um, on the Hill. Uh, doesn't go how they expected or planned because a lot of the uh, highlights were from somebody called Candace Owens. Like, I've watched her. I've seen her. She is uh, well-spoken, a tad bit aggressive, and a lot of, like, this is how it is conversation, which is somewhat off-putting, but uh, very intelligent, very smart, and uses facts and logic and doesn't really throw out, like, oh, you're a racist. So she uh, goes up on the hill, and her opening statement is fantastic. So here it is. I'm just going to play the entire clip or the majority of it because she does a very good job explaining what's kind of going on with this whole white supremacy thing and the the other cry wolf fake punch thing that it is. Not to say that those instances don't exist because they do, but it's not as prevalent as the media makes it out to be. So with that being said, here you go. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Mr. Collins, uh, thank you for having me here today. I received word on my way in that many of the journalists were confused as to why I was invited. And none of them knew uh, that I myself uh, was the victim of a hate crime when I was in high school. That's something that very few people know about me uh, because the media and the journalists and the left are not interested in telling the truth about me because I don't fit the stereotype of what they like to see in black people. I'm a Democrat. I support the president of the United States and I advocate for things that are actually affecting the black community. I'm honored to be here today in front of you all because the person sitting behind me is my 75-year-old grandfather. I've always considered myself to be my grandfather's child, and I mean to say that my sense of humor, my passion, and my work ethic all comes from the man that is sitting behind me. 
My grandfather grew up on a sharecropping farm in the segregated South. He grew up in an America where words like racism and white nationalism held real meaning under the Democrat Party's Jim Crow laws. My grandfather's first job was given to him at the age of five years old, and his job was to lay tobacco out to dry in an attic in the South. My grandfather has picked cotton, and he has also had experiences with a Democrat terrorist organization of that time, the Ku Klux Klan. They would regularly visit his home and they would shoot bullets into it. They had an issue with his father, my great-grandfather. During my formative years, I had the privilege of growing up in my grandfather's home. It's going to shock the committee, but not once, not in a single breath of a conversation, did my grandfather tell me that I could not do something because of my skin color. Not once did my grandfather hold a gripe against the white man. I was simply never taught to view myself as a victim because of my heritage. I, I learned about faith in God, family, and hard work. Those were the only lessons of my childhood. There isn't a single adult today that in good conscience would make the argument that America is a more racist or a more white nationalist society than it was when my grandfather was growing up. And yet we're hearing these terms sent around today because what they want to say is that brown people need to be scared, which seems to be the narrative that we hear every four years right ahead of a presidential election. Here are some things we never hear. 75% of the black boys in California don't meet state reading standards. In inner cities like Baltimore, within five high schools and one middle school, not a single student was found to be proficient in math or reading in 2016. The single, mother, the single motherhood rate in the black community, which was at 23% in the 1960s when my grandfather was coming up, is at a staggering 74% today. I am guessing there will be no committee hearings about that. There are more black babies born, there are more black babies aborted than born alive in cities like New York, and you have Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo lighting up buildings to celebrate late-term abortions. I could go on and on, but my point is that White nationalism, white nationalism did not do any of those things that I just brought up. Democrat policies did. Let me be clear. The hearing today is not about white nationalism or hate crimes. It's about fear-mongering, power, and control. It's a preview of a Democrat 2020 election strategy, same as the Democrat 2016 election strategy. They blame Facebook, they blame Google, they blame Twitter. Really, they blame the birth of social media, which has disrupted their monopoly on minds. They called this hearing because they believe that if it wasn't for social media, voices like mine would never exist, that my movement Blexit, which is inspiring black Americans to lead, to leave the Democrat Party, would have never come about. And they certainly believe that Donald Trump would not be in office today. Looking on the next thing to focus on now that the Russian collusion hoax has fallen apart. What they won't tell you about this, the statistics and the rise of white nationalism is that they've simply changed the data set points by widening the definition of hate crimes and upping the number of reporting agencies that are able to report on them. What I mean to say is that they're manipulating statistics. The goal here is to scare blacks, Hispanics, gays, and Muslims into helping them, center, helping them censor dissenting opinions, ultimately into helping them regain control of our country's narrative, which they feel that they lost. They feel that President Donald Trump should not have beat Hillary. If they actually were concerned about white nationalism, they would be holding hearings on Antifa, a far-left, violent, white gang who determined one day in Philadelphia in August that I, a black woman, was not fit to sit in a restaurant. They chased me out. They yelled race traitor to a group of black and Hispanic police officers who formed a line to protect me from their ongoing assaults. They threw water at me. They threw eggs at me. And the leftist media remained silent on it. 
they were serious about the rise of hate crimes, we may, they may perhaps be examining themselves and the hate that they have drummed up in this country. Bottom line is that white supremacy, racism, nation, white nationalism, words that once held real meaning have now become nothing more than election strategies. Every four years, the black community has offered handouts and fear. Handouts and fear. Reparations and white nationalism. This is the Democrat preview. Of course, society is not perfectible. We've heard testimony of that today. There are pockets of evil that exist and those things are horrible and they should be condemned. But I believe the legacy and the ancestry of black Americans is being insulted every single day. I will not pretend to be a victim in this country. I know that that makes many people on the left uncomfortable. I wanna talk about real issues in black America. I wanna talk about real issues in this country and real concerns. The biggest scandal, this is my last sentence, in American politics is that Democrats have been conning minorities into the belief that we are perpetual victims, all but ensuring our failure. Racial division and class warfare are central to the Democrat Party platform. They need blacks to hate whites, the rich to hate the poor, and soon enough it'll be the tall hating the short. So Representative Liu takes takes this opportunity to try to draft a, uh, get a soundbite clip of Miss Owens. So Miss Owens apparently had made a, a response to a question about nationalism and Lou plays a clip out of context uh, for her to try to like nail her to the wall, um, which the comments appeared to be ill-advised and Lou plays that and here's this little exchange. Thank you, Mr. Chair. In congressional hearings, the minority party gets to select its own witnesses. And of all the people that Republicans could have selected, they picked Candace Owens. I don't know Miss Owens. I'm not gonna characterize her. I'm gonna let her own words do the talking. So I'm gonna play for you the first 30 seconds of a statement she made about Adolf Hitler. I agree. I, I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned um, by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I, what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in, at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist. But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is, is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be speaking German. All right, so my uh, first question is to Ms. Hershenoff. Ms. Owens said, quote, if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. So when people try to legitimize Adolf Hitler, does that feed into white nationalist ideology? It does, Mr. Liu. I know that uh, Ms. Owens distanced herself from those comments later, but we expressed great concern over the original comments. And he, he doesn't call on her. He doesn't ask for rebuttal. He doesn't ask for explanation. He cuts 30 seconds out of a two-hour conversation and goes and asks somebody else about that question. Not, and she's sitting right there. And he goes in and says, hey, lady, what, what do you feel about these comments and how are these comments bad and how do they do whatever uh, with that? So it comes back around to the Republican side. Uh, somebody passes the baton to a... Uh, uh, congressman, and he gives Miss Owens the opportunity to respond, and here's her response. Thank you, uh, Miss Owen. Uh, Miss Owens, I'm sorry. We just started a recording. Um, would you like time to respond to that? 
Yes, um, I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Mr. Liu believes that black people are stupid and will not uh, pursue the full clip in its entirety. He purposely presented an extract, an extracted witness, clip. The witness will suspend for a moment. It is not proper to refer disparagingly or with, to a member of the committee. Uh, the witness will not do that again. Witness may continue. Sure, even though I was called despicable. Um, witness may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You, you didn't listen to what I said. May I continue? Please. As I said, he is assuming that black people will not go pursue the full two-hour clip. And he purposefully extracted, he cut off, and you didn't hear the question that was asked of me. He's trying to present as if I was launching a defense of Hitler in Germany, when in fact, the question that was asked of me was pertaining to whether or not I believed that Hitler was a, whether or not I believed in nationalism, and that nationalism was bad. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing Hitler as a nationalist. He was a homicidal, psychopathic maniac that killed his own people. A nationalist would not kill their own people. That is exactly what I was referring to in the clip, and he purposely wanted to give you a cut-up similar to what they do to Donald Trump to create a different narrative. That was unbelievably dishonest, and he did not allow me to respond to it, which is worrisome and should tell you a lot about where people are today in terms of trying to drum up narratives. By the way, I would like to also add that I work for Prager University, which is run by an Orthodox Jew, and a single Democrat showed up to the embassy opening in Jerusalem. I sat on a plane for 18 hours to make sure that I was there. I'm deeply offended by the insinuation of, of revealing that clip without the question that was asked of me. And I thought the response was great. And the the chair, Nadler, which he's an idiot, he didn't even listen to her and our response. It's like, you can't call Lou stupid. It's like, that's not what she said. Uh, so didn't even give her a chance to respond. She, she responds fantastically. And they weren't even listening to her because they were just trying to discount Miss Owens, who is obviously the most aggressive. And uh, like, this is how it is. And hates i got i don't know disdains democrats and what they're trying to do and has a perception of what the democrats are trying to do to her community and that's how she feels about it here is the two-minute clip taken out of a two-hour clip that actually occurred so here's the question and the answer and she runs around with the another dude uh, back and forth you can go on prager you or uh, whatever else and listen to all this stuff but they usually run in pairs and they've become somewhat popular um on the right so here's uh Here's the full two-minute exchange between, uh, and they were in the United Kingdom talking about globalism and nationalism. Um, and the, the comment that she made was ill-advised. She probably could have done a better way to do it, but you're going you're gonna to make mistakes in your entire uh, speaking career. And to take 30 seconds out of a two-hour clip is uh, disingenuous, at, disingenuous at best. And Lou to, could have played this entire two-minute clip. He's got five or six minutes on the thing, and he could have played the entire clip and then asked her to clarify the comments or responses, but he just, he just had a vendetta. He was out to get her. And uh, uh, you'll see YouTube clips, Lou destroys Owens, and Owens destroys Lou, and back and forth. So uh, here you go. Here's the full two-minute exchange. Yeah, so... Um... In the current age, I feel like the uh, political debate stems around nationalism and globalism, which, however, they're weaponized within the media. I feel especially in Europe and alike in America, these movements are being energized. Do you feel the momentum will last? Uh, in regards to the EU, uh, Guy Verhofstadt referred to his base of the movement as the summer of populism in, in quotation marks. 
But two years down the line, these governments are realizing there's a clear trajectory in the opposite, like the status against the status quo. How do you feel like the the long term like prognosis is for these particular movements? Well, the at least the American media is doing everything they can to poison the term nationalism. Uh, j just like any idea, there's there's good nationalism and bad nationalism. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned um, by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I, what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist, but if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is, is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be speaking German, everybody to look a different way. That's not, to me, that's not nationalism. Um, so in thinking about how we could go bad down the line, I don't really... I don't really have an issue with nationalism. I really don't. I think that it's okay. It's important to retain your, your country's identity and to make sure um, that what's happening here, which I think is incredibly worrisome in terms of the, just the, the decrease in the birth rate that we're seeing um, in the UK, is what you kind of want to avoid. So I'm not, I don't have anything problem. I have no problems with nationalism. It's globalism that I try to avoid. I guess the full point I'm trying to make is, is that don't trust the media when it comes to things like this. Don't read that this person is a racist and or this person destroys this one research look out look at for yourself and do whatever you need to do uh comments were ill-advised could have been more articulate or better spoken or used a different example or whatever the case is but that statement in and of itself is nothing to discount uh what candace owens is doing what she's saying and how she feels about a particular topic and it's disingenuous by representative lou uh, to do that, and it's part of the game about, hey, let's just get a soundbite on it. The the uh, hearing did not turn out how the Democrats wanted because the Republicans were able to bring in uh, their minority uh, witnesses, and they were trying to discount the witnesses, and just it was uh, just another ploy, a distraction, if you will, uh, from all the other swings and misses that the Democrats have had uh, lately. No movement on the Smollett case so far. Uh, still stuck with uh, Fox claiming uh, that she did everything right and by the book. And then this is all just racism has reared its ugly head to try to get her and oust her from the uh, uh, attorney general, uh, state attorney general spot. So thanks a lot, Miss Fox. Uh, Trump floats sending illegals to sanctuary cities. This is hilarious. I wish he would really do this. Um, and the even funnier part was that Democrats were like, well, this is abhorrent behavior and just trying to use uh, illegals as pawns. And look, you're not going to fund the over, uh, you're not going to fund the wall. You're not going to fund the extra housing that's required to hold. Uh, you want catch and release. That's, that's your ultimate goal is to get catch and release so you can increase your base. So have fun. Um, bus, like they, they, they should do this. This is a great idea. Bus the illegal immigrants to the sanctuary cities and let them deal with it. Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't... How can you have the position and then all of a sudden you get what is the ultimate... Like, you get the illegals in your city. Like, the border town's got to deal with it. You finally get to that point and they're like, no, we don't want this. Uh, you need to keep them there. You need to catch them release them down in Texas and, and uh, California, wherever the case is. I don't get it. Uh, Parkland Sheriff is suing, uh, I think that's going to the Florida State Supreme Court. Uh, Parkland Sheriff sues for wrongful termination. If you don't recall, 
The Parkland Sheriff was the sheriff that uh, did not have his deputies properly trained, and basically it led to the uh, scenario where there's an active shooter in the school, and deputies are just kind of waiting and hanging out and not stopping the active threat, which is not what is supposed to occur. So the new uh, Florida governor uh, came in, and one of his first acts was to shit-can the sheriff and get rid of him. And he said, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to fight it because I got wrongfully terminated. I don't think that he did. He was acting within his executive uh, authorities. So here it is. Uh, A lawsuit claiming Florida's governor improperly suspended a county sheriff for failing to prevent last year's Parkland shooting is going directly to the Florida Supreme Court. The 4th District Court of Appeals transferred the case to the highest court on Tuesday, certifying the case to be of great public importance. A circuit court dismissed the lawsuit last week, ruling Governor, Governor Ron DeSantis' executive order removing Scott Israel as Broward County Sheriff was consistent with the Florida Constitution. Uh, Israel appealed the decision. DeSantis has said Israel displayed poor leadership, I agree, and failed to keep children safe during the February 2018 shooting at Ma- Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School that killed 17 people. The sheriff has said that DeSantis overstepped his constitutional authority and interfered with the public's right to determine their elected official. Uh, no, you're a shitbag. You're a piece of shit. You need. You should have been fired almost immediately after that. Uh, so that's more to follow on that. Uh, George Mason and Georgetown. Uh, so George Mason is getting really upset, and students are protesting the fact that uh, Brett Kavanaugh was given an internship or a teaching a class to teach. Uh, uh, constitutional law history in George Mason um, and then a bunch of students that were sexual assault or sexual harassment survivors petitioned the school to say hey this is abhorrent why are you letting uh, a sex offender onto our campus to teach us law okay uh, and other crazy news uh, Georgetown uh, voted unanimously to uh, student council or whoever to include reparations in their uh, student fees. If I were a student in Georgetown, I would be departing immediately. But the kids aren't paying for it. It's government loans paying for kids to go to Georgetown, and they're going to take some of that money as reparations. I don't know what they're thinking, but that's completely, completely stupid. Uh, LGBTQ versus Chick-fil-A. Uh, there are at least two instances or cases uh, that Chick-fil-A has been banned or they're seriously opposed to Chick-fil-A being in in airports for some reason. I'm not sure why. So San Antonio voted city council that uh, Chick-fil-A should not be in the airport. And then uh, in San Diego or San Jose, one of the two uh, Southern California cities, um, Chick-fil-A was authorized. They have a lease until 2023, but then they put uh, pride flags outside of Chick-fil-A because apparently Chick-fil-A can't have an opinion other than um, you have to support LGBTQ uh, rights. Like you can't, you can't believe in traditional marriage. You can't believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. So um, I, w- I want some of those hate sandwiches. You can't get them here in Germany. I want hate sandwiches. A uh, kid locks up his father's phone until 2067. That shit's hilarious. Um, and then chocolate ducks get kicked out of uh, a store in Britain. Apparently, uh, it was insensitive and racist to have three ducks. One was like a vanilla duck, the other was like a yellow duck, and the other one was a black duck. And they called the black duck ugly. Uh, I forget the other two names, but the name of the black duck was ugly. That's racially insensitive. So the store had to remove all the chocolate ducks from the shelves. Um, 
AOC is a is an idiot. Like I'm not even going to cover the the dumb stuff and the and the fights back and forth that she's had and the support she had for Ilhan Omar. Uh, Ilhan Omar was at a, a conference and she said that the 9/11 terrorist attacks were a thing that was done by some people, something to that effect. Um, so it, uh, the the assessment is, is that she marginalizes the September 11th attacks. The New York Post uh, posted a uh, article about it. Um, no Democrats are coming up to the forefront to defend her. Um, a lot of people are going back and forth saying, hey, like, just, just, you need to, like, I don't know. You made your bed, so lay in it type stuff. Uh, Dan Crenshaw uh, brought it up. AOC def slammed defended her. And everybody's saying, uh, uh, because they're criticizing Ileana Omar, this is inciting speech to violence. And, you know, so she's not safe anymore. On the counter, uh, other Democrats are saying, spitting Republicans' foods, don't let them eat in restaurants. Do this, that, and the other, but don't criticize our new freshman class. So she keeps stumbling over herself, keeps saying just dumb and stupid things. So does AOC. So I don't, I don't think they're people that should be uh, contended with. Yes, the media pushes them, but you shouldn't pay attention to that either. So uh, if AOC is somebody, is a thought leader for you, uh, I have no time for you. And if uh, Ileana Omar is a thought leader for you, once again, I have no time for you. Like you, you need to read the, just go for the entire picture. Um, everything I've seen from those two uh, winners uh, has been uh, less than impressive. Uh, on the happy times, Star Wars Episode Nine. apparently Emperor Palpatine's coming back. Uh, great. Thanks, J.J. Abrams. And then uh, Game of Thrones, tomorrow, final season. The last bastion of unity will be uh, continuing on, and then we can go about our civil war after Game of Thrones is uh, out. Hope you enjoyed news topics and updates. On to Spizorts. folks it's your spore rapport sports are back and in front we're going to start off with the nhl playoffs so uh yay lightning and blue jackets lightning the one seed and had 126 127 regular season points which was the second most uh in the nhl uh, recorded are trailing the columbus blue jackets 0-2 and their leading scorer has been suspended for game three due to a hit in game two um so the next two games uh are in Columbus and Lightning on 
on the ropes. But hockey is a weird sport. Home field's not really a thing, and 3-0 is not as disastrous as it is in uh, baseball. But uh, that'll be something to watch. Uh, Bruins and Maple Leafs are split. Uh, Atlantic two-seed and three-seed tied at 1-1, one one, uh, ready to play game three. The Capitals have a 2-0 lead over the Hurricanes. Uh, Metropolitan 1 versus Wildcard 1. And then the Islanders are 2-0 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Metropolitan 2-seed the Metropolitan 3-seed um, headed to Pittsburgh. Predators and Stars are split at 1. Dallas took the first one 3-2, and Nashville came back 2-1 uh, in overtime, uh, headed to Dallas uh, for Game 3. Uh, Jets and the Blues, uh, the Central 2 and the Central 3. Uh, St. Louis has a 2-0 lead. Uh, in that one, headed to St. Louis. Uh, Flames, the number one seed in the uh, Pacific against the Avalanche, um, are split at one. Calgary took the first one, and Colorado took the second one uh, in overtime. And then the Sharks and the Golden Knights uh, are split at one as well. Uh, Sharks took the first one, Vegas took the second, and they're headed to Vegas. Those are your NHL playoffs. Continuing right along, Tiger. Kicking ass uh, and is in the mix when it comes to Augusta. He is 11 under and he will be hopefully in the final group. Yep, he'll be in the final group with uh, Mr. Molinari and Mr. Fanel. Uh, will be Tiger, Tiger Woods. Y'all trailing by two strokes. So that should be something to watch. Tiger in red on the final day is always fun. For the NBA playoffs, the. Uh, they've begun in earnest, and basically it's the second season. Milwaukee and Detroit haven't even started uh, their series yet. Uh, Orlando Magic got a uh, last-second winner over the Toronto Raptors, and they were up one nothing. so they have now have home field or home over uh, Toronto. Uh, Nets lead the 76ers, uh, the sixth seed over the three seed right now, 1-0, and it was a blowout loss for the 76ers. In that one, uh, Celtics and Pacers haven't even started. Uh, Golden State uh, beat the Clippers in their opener. Uh, 121 to 104 wasn't close. And thank God the Spurs did not match up against the Warriors or the Rockets. It actually kind of shuffled quite crazily. Uh, and the Spurs lead uh, took the first one in Denver, 101 to 96. So they're up 1-0 as the seventh seed over the number two seed Denver Nuggets. Trailblazers and the Oklahoma City Thunder have not started their series. Neither has Houston and Utah. So NBA playoffs just getting underway. And then Major League Baseball, uh, Tampa killing it, 11-4. and four. Uh, No other team has a winning record in the AL East, and they have a four-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees. Uh, Chris Davis started 0 for 53, I think it was. Finally knocked out of the slump, and it was the uh, Boston uh, pitching they got him to go three for five with two doubles and a home run, I believe. Um, he went three for five and did quite well, uh, breaking that 0 for 53 streak. He's getting paid an inordinate amount of money to be a horrific first baseman for the Orioles. Uh, he gets booed and cheered by the opposing team every single time he goes out. In the Central, very close. Um, Minnesota right now up in that one. Uh, in the West, Houston has righted the ship. Uh, Seattle at 13 and four, Houston at 10 and five, Texas one under 500 at six and seven. Every other team is above 500. Um, Texas four and six in their last 10, lost their last one. Uh, the Mets a half game over the Phillies in the NL East, 
with Atlanta and Washington trailing. Miami seemed to be dipping off already. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, their hot start uh, is kind of curtailed. They're at 10 and 5 over St. Louis at 8 and 6. And then San Diego, surprise in the uh, NL West at 11 and 5. Dodgers at 500, every other team below 500. Colorado off to an abysmal start at 3 and 12, and they are the worst of the uh, of the baseballs. Uh, Cincinnati uh, did have a horrible start, but now they're at 5 and 8 with a four-game win streak. And Chicago at 5 and 9, 4 and 6 in the last 10. They lost their last one. So plenty of season left to play for the baseballs, um, but not many uh, not many surprises or a couple surprises there. Uh, Texas A&M, 26-10-1 overall. They are currently split their weekend series with Auburn. They took the first one and dropped the second one um, by a large margin, 0-7. to seven. Won their first one, 4-0. They play the rubber match today. Uh, then they will travel to Houston in the midweek game, and then they'll travel to South Carolina the follow-on uh, weekend. Uh, not sure where they're sitting at in the SEC standings, but... Uh, it's uh, pretty tight in the SEC West. Mixed martial arts, uh, Max Holloway gets defeated in a unanimous decision against uh, Dustin Poirier. That's how MMA math seems to work out. Uh, Holloway beats Ortega, who was undefeated and the up-and-comer, and then he goes up against Dustin Poirier um, and gets beat. So they're going to unify the titles, uh, you would think, after this one. And Abdesenia uh, beats Gastelum, apparently as a fight for the ages, uh, it was 2-2 going into the 5th, and Abdesenia, which is basically the dragon bender, 17-0, uh, most, most most recognizable fighter right now besides John Jones in the UFC, or one of the most recognizable fighters in the UFC besides John Jones. Uh, and he uh, takes the middleweight title, and he'll be looking to unify uh, with, I believe, Rich... No, that would be dumb. Uh, not sure he's going to... Robert Whitaker, looks like. He'd have to unify with him. Uh, Delashaw gets a two-year uh, ban for taking EPO before his fight with uh, Henry Cejedo. So he'll be out for two and just rampant, rampant use of uh, performance enhancings, but EPO was the cause. Uh, Cormier Lesnar, not even in the draft works, but the fight is Jones-Cormier at heavyweight. Not Lesnar Cormier at heavyweight. Uh, da -da -da -da. And that is uh, Rich Franklin going to make the UFC Hall of Fame. And that's it. Uh, in the UFC, what was it? 236, as I have said, Poirier beat Holloway, unanimous, unanimous decision. Adesanya beat Gastelum, unanimous decision. Roundtree beats Anders, don't know who they are. Split decision, Grant over Juban. And then Krylov gets a submission over OSP. So, yeah. And the prelims for Frivola beats Turner in unanimous decision. Uh, Pantoja, a Brazilian, gets a TKO over Reese. Griffin uh, gets a majority decision over Imadev. And Taha knocks out Salman. In the early prelims, Muhammad gets a unanimous decision over Melinder. Jackson over Sukahamath. Unanimous decision. Bethello uh, beats Mueller. Unanimous decision in the women's flyweight division. And Davis beats Costa via submission in the bantamweight division in the second round. There you go. Didn't even watch it.
That's your sports report. Uh, playoffs going off in earnest. Um, there you go. Okay, so poker one. Trying to remind myself to play tight. Uh, 110k starting off blinds at one two, and the first hand of the small blind I get ten king of hearts. Uh, the there's an Indian dude that was basically just um, insane. Just just makes insane plays. Turns over seven deuce offsuit. Uh, randomly cards doesn't matter, and he overplays everything. So he he jams, he he does weird stuff and doesn't really have equity. So it's kind of a crapshoot when it comes to his holdings. And then another guy named Klaus, which is a pretty... The majority of the German players are uh, open, like loose preflop. Uh, and they're looking to hit, and then they'll, they'll follow you down. So he makes it 3k to go. I call, and another guy calls. So it's uh, three to the, three to the flop. Flop is queen of spades with two hearts. Uh... Checks the Indian guy. He bets six, and we both call. And, you know, potentially could have raised. Uh, nothing on the turn. Checks around again. Missed on the river. And uh, Klaus wins with 6-4. He paired his four on the turn. <laughs> so aggression could have paid off on the flop, but uh, I played it passively. So the same sort of pre-action when I'm on the button with uh, queen nine of spades. So the same players. Uh, the Indian guy raises again. I, I fold queen nine of spades on the button because we're still at one two. But they're making it 15 to go, uh, big blinds. Uh, next hand of the cutoff with king out of hearts, limps, and uh, attempting for a luck box play. And I flop two pair. Uh, king nine with king nine eight with two diamonds. Checks around. Uh, the turn gets a jack of diamonds which completes basically every single draw that you could look for, 10-7, any any two diamonds, uh, whatever the case is. And it checks around again, and the river is a 7, so a 10 makes it straight now. Checks around again, and I get 5K. So it's a bad play all around on all players, but uh, the dangerous board got me my two pair to uh, survive and get some money. So I played the first three hands with the middling holdings and passively and looking for flops, just like all the Germans are, and it was bad. I got, uh, later on I got sticky with ace-king off with the king of spades. Uh, big blinds were 400, 200. Five limps to me. I made it 30, 400 to go, and everybody called. Uh, the flop was 662 with, with two spades. Uh, checks around the middle position who bets 2,500 uh, with three callers including me. 
Jack of Spades on the turn, so now I have the uh, second nut flush draw with two overs. Checks, uh, same guy, middle position, bet 7K, and I'm the only caller. Uh, River was the ace of diamonds, and, you know, I did it to myself. So he checks. I check to the aggressor. He bets 10K, I call, and he had 7-6 uh, of hearts. So uh, he had the 6. Boo. Uh, family limp pot with king-7 of hearts and 10-9 of spades back-to-back. Uh, missed on both accounts, and I'm just under 80K with blinds at 800 and 400. So I have 100 big blinds. Uh, flatted an early position raise uh, to 3K uh, with 7 colors. Got to see a turn with a king-5 Deuce, two hearts, flop, checks around, and an ace on the turn, and aggressor bets 20 with one collar. Ends up showing seven deuce offsuit and winning, so that's the uh, that's the Indian guy again. And I had pocket tens. <laughs> so that's what I get. I think this is the hand that killed me This uh, the entire um, tournament for this, this set of tournaments. If I would have three bet, um, I would have been in a much better position later on and not got myself into trouble but since i passively played pocket tens and late position uh that's what i get with 75k uh i keep trying to play lockbox poker blinds at 1200 and 600 it's a family pot and the button with pocket threes the flop is 863 with two diamonds checks to me and i bet 6k with four personnel to call turn is the ace of cubs which is a great card doesn't complete any no straights no turns and it actually would improve some villains um so no straights, no flushes are improved, and it actually would improve villains' uh, pairs. Checks to me, and I bet 25000 with a collar. Uh, Rivers of seven of clubs, which would only complete the gut shot, but does not complete the flush. So if he had 9-5 or 10-9, you know, so be it. Um, he leads out 35 k and I jam, and he calls and turns over ace-7 offsuit. So he read, he run a runner to two pair, and now I'm at 170 k Uh Pocket threes again under the gun with passive play. Didn't hit my set, but I was able to flat and see a flop. Ace four of clubs, small blind, exact same, very next hand, no joy. I'm at 165k. Uh, ace ten off in the hijack position. It raises to 6k with four callers. Flop is ace eight six with two hearts. Checks to me and I continue for 20. A caller with less. Uh, caller goes all in with less and I win. And he had a queen ten of clubs. Mind you, this is a bounty tournament, so I've eliminated uh, one player, maybe two at this time, for the bounty. Um, next hand with queen nine of spades, same position. I make it eight to go after a limper. Uh, old man coffee. He bets three best of thirty three k, and folds, and he shows aces. Duh, hundred eighty k with blinds at one one thousand two thousand. Family pot to me in the big blind with four three of hearts. Flop is ace deuce nine two hearts. Um, checks. Klaus, the dude that uh, I'd interacted with earlier, that's loose, pre, like, tries to see every flop. Uh, bets 3k, three colors. Uh, I pop it to 20. Uh, Klaus calls, all else fold. Yeah. Uh, 10 of hearts turn, checks around. The river is a three of clubs. I bet 50k, putting him all in. He calls, and he had 10-9. And, okay, so that was my second bounty elimination. So he's out. And I got 280k. Uh, queen nine of diamonds in the button. I limp, no joy. It was a family pot. Yeah, I mean, either, I mean, as you need to get aggressive with those. Four two offsuit in the big blind to let me see it. Flop is uh, uh, queen jack two two clubs. It checks around. 
Four spades on the turn. I bet 6K with a collar. Rivers a seven of clubs. Checks round, and I beat a pair of sixes, or pocket sixes. And I'm just under 300K now. Um, and I, I do all this work, and I make a, oh, I guess I just make a horrific mistake. Two poker sets, sessions in a row, but here it comes. I put max of pressure on overplay Indian guy, and it does not pan out. Ace-King off in the big blind. This is the, actually the first hand back after the break. So, uh, Ace-King off in the big blind. He makes it 15K to go. I three-bet him to 75K, and he calls. 10 uh, x rainbow, he checks. I jam uh, about pot size. Uh, he calls with less. Queen-10 of hearts, and I don't approve. And I'm down to five big blinds, or 20K. And blinds are at 2-4. So, thanks a lot, Obama. No aces, no kings. And then I get run out of the building shortly thereafter. Um, so all that work to build up to 300k just to put myself in a situation, but I decided to, it was, he could have had anything, so it really didn't matter. So pressure was the, was the play to make. And he called me light, which seems to be a theme here now where you get called with a pair. And so, uh, I read it, reiterated in other, uh, events that bluffing is really not a thing here. Uh, you got to have value starting off and then you compress your value because of if they improve, they improve, they play back at you, so be it. Uh, which you'll find out next time uh, on the Poker Corner, how that turns out. Um, so, is what it is. Finished uh, finished 12th, Sad Panda. On to Cincinnati. two of the poker corner um to start this one off i sat down i got there not crazily early but i got there a little bit early and there's this dude named uh, we'll just call him alex and alex we've sat and he's, he speaks broken english so we sat and we chatted and he used to be like a male model like he showed me photos which i thought was weird but he showed me photos of like men's health and 
all this other fun stuff where this dude was just yoked up and I was like, that's not you. He's like, yes, that's me. It's like, no, there's no way that's you. It's like, yes, that's me. So he told me a story where apparently you travel a lot as a male model. They do all the beach shoots and whatever the case is. And he was in Australia and went to some, you know, g'day mate, ho-hum bar or something. Uh, went to the bathroom and some dude followed him into the bathroom got a club and hit him in the back of the head and put him in a coma for I think he was in a coma for a week and he was bedridden for three months just so the dude could rob him for drug money um, and then he looked like he looked like he looked like he was in okay health but he was not anywhere near what he looked like in those uh, photos and just, just imagine the photo where it's those weird men men's health magazine and it's just some random dude yoked up to the guilds up possibly on HGH, maybe on steroids, dehydrated, uh, looking jacked. And I was just marveled at the fact that I met somebody like that at the poker table prior to uh, beginning this game. So, sorry about that, Alex. Uh, 160K starting, uh, remind myself to play tight, and 9-8 uh, of clubs in middle position, limp fold, and then uh, ace-jack off, under the gun, fold, open pre, uh, not going to play. Uh, queen nine off, and the big blind is limp to me. I check, and the flop is king, uh, all spades. Uh, small blind bets 500, I call. Uh, everybody calls. Turn is a diamond. Uh, checks round, rivers three of spades. And obviously, it seems like I have the queen of spades here. Uh, check. Uh, cut off over bets 7,000, I call and win, and I'm now at 170K. Two pocket twos under the gun. I fold it pre with 300, 600 blinds. Uh, 500, or sorry. So I fold pocket twos under the gun with blinds at 600, 300. Uh, pocket fives, I limp and set mine in a miss in middle position. Uh, pocket twos, small blinds, family. Early position raises to 6K and everybody's calling. So why not? The pot odds are there and jackpot. Flop is uh, queen six, two, rainbow. Check, preflop aggressor bets 12K with three callers and I raise it to 50K. So this is probably where I miss a lot of value. Um... What do these people have? I mean, you're you're trying to dodge a lot, so maybe 40k is a better bet here. 50k might be a little bit too much, but like I've said at this tournament, they're very sticky, but not sticky here. Um, you can question the raise. Maybe 40k is a, a lot better uh, call or play, but I made it 50 to no avail. All fold, so uh, it is what it is. Uh, ace queen of the cutoff. I raise it to four and family callers. The flop is going to be ace three seven two spades. Early position leads out twenty k and I drop it. And he's wondering why I dropped it. They wondered what I had. Uh, he flopped a set, so it was a great fold on my part. Uh, you know, I guess the same situation that I had just earlier. Uh, how do you how do you max value those sets? You probably check to the aggressor to see what's going to happen, especially if knowing knowing uh, setting. If you watch me play any time, if an ace hits the flop, that's probably in my range. So uh, you would expect me to continue, and so you need to check to me so I continue. You can you can call and see if I'm going to double or triple barrel at it. But he doesn't do that. He overbets on a, or he basically makes a pot size bet, gets me to fold. And it was a great fold because he had to show threes because somebody else looked him up. Uh, pocket nine with four collars. I get to see it all. Uh, king XX flop. Uh, I do not continue. Jack on the turn and a two on the river. And king seven offsuit takes it down from uh, any two cards guy. Aggression might have won it due to my image, but uh, I didn't make that play. So I'm sitting at 220k with blinds at 1200 and 600. Uh, King Queen offsuit under the gun fold. Um, 
one of the dudes, the, the dealer looked at my cards and it's like, oh, you don't play? It's like, oh, it's, it's not good here. Um, but it was the, uh, the dealer, which is the owner of the owner of the club looked at that and he was, they were amazed that I folded that in early position. Uh, King 10 of clubs in the big blind, five flats, uh, flop, don't hit it and fold. So I don't, I don't raise King 10 of clubs in the big blind with a bunch of family pot limpers. Uh, 10, eight offsuit in the small blind. Um, it's another flat family or family flatting party. The flop is Jack eight, uh, X. Uh, checks around turn is a four check under the gun plus one bets 5k with a collar feel like I'm good here I was uh, Jack on the river, but I folded like jackass. Yep, because uh, I had a pair of eights And then I have a great two-hand series back-to-back -back. so uh, really happy that I took advantage or um, Had this happen back-to-back -back. Uh, Shitty position but under the gun with jacks and I make it six to 6k to go with uh, two collars and the flop is jack 6-3 with two clubs. I continue with 15. And then Captain Meth. Uh, basically a hipster that wears a, a balaclava or a beanie with an earring. And probably looks like... Um, it looks methy. That's the only way I could uh, do it. But he raises it to 35. Um, so this is this may have been a bad play here on me. But since he raised me to 35k, I made it 115. And uh, he folded. And showed jack 10 of clubs or jack 10 offsuit so yeah i probably could have flatted and let him continue to play but who knows next hand of the big blind big blind is 98 offsuit yeah I, i've definitely cost myself value there 100 percent. i should have just called and seen the uh, next card because what, what are you afraid of there uh, you're afraid of the the club draw right so he could be raising with a flush draw and then you're letting him pay so uh, maybe that's where my thinking is, is that if he's going to actually chase the flush, then he's going to pay for it. But still, cost myself value. If I would have known he had would have had Jack-10 offsuit, then I would have uh, obviously flatted there. Next hand I had uh, in the big blind, I had 9-8 off. That's a family pot to me, and I checked. The flop is 9-8-3 with two diamonds. I bet 6K with multiple callers, including Methy, who seems to be a bit tilty after he folded his top pair with a 10 kicker. The turn is a 6 and it checks to me no no diamond uh methy bets 35k and i decide to call him rivers a three and that pairs the board underneath with but it is not a diamond so flush draw is no bueno so he'd have to have tens or better uh, to have me beat uh, i check he bets 100k i think for about two seconds to give him the call and i win with a better two pair he had eight six offsuit now i'm at 440k with blinds at 3k and 1500 uh, goes around a turn. I get king six off in the big blind. Four flats to me, and the flop is king king seven. I bet out, and everybody folds. Uh, ace seven of clubs in the button, and this is a three bet hand here. But once again, they are very, very, very sticky pre flop. So you need to have value or equity pre flop. So ace seven is a very good hand to see a flop with, but if you want to triple barrel or burn or do whatever. Um, you could do that and plus nobody had raised to see a hand so it was basically family flat to me ace seven in the button um, well a min raise sorry and then uh, someone jams a jack eight three with one club flop uh, after i gave away six thousand on that one and then following that a dumb 30k giveaway with three straight hands a flat miss uh, ace five of diamonds in the button and aggression 
probably would have won it and then two other hands of not of note but uh, I had called pre looking to hit a flop playing the German way and didn't do well uh, six-handed king jack of hearts in the big blind uh, three flatters I had 10k on top of it and um, I had 10k on top of a 4k big blind and everybody calls so the flop is uh, queen eight six and I continue with 30k and win so that's image paying off uh, uh, so yay for me nobody hit anything of uh, any consequence to stay and stick around and I was pushing straight up air homie uh, ace seven of diamonds the very next hand in the small blind two flatters I flat and the flop is king nine nine uh, and I fold to a bet the blinds are now six thousand and three thousand fold at ace ten in the cutoff uh, family flat and play and there's a, a very tight fold um, the flop was queen ten three all hearts uh, but I had no heart on my ace-10 offsuit, and we're still sitting at three tables, six-handed. Two hands in the blinds, they flat, and I flopped two pair both times. Um, so I had the big blind, everybody flatted, and the flop, I had two pair. So I, I barrel, 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 and they fold at the river, get a lot of money. Small blind, uh, everybody flats, I flat, flop, two pair, barrel, 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 everybody calls, um, except down to the river. I don't think I showed any either of these two hands, but uh, I, I get a lot of money of it. And now I'm over 600k with blinds at 8,000 and 4,000. Um, uh, I raise ace queen offsuit under the gun, 20k with four collars. I flop top two, and I bet 60k with a collar. The turn is a king, and uh, so any 10 is going to take me down. Um, but I thought the uh, I thought the guy out of position had checked to me, but apparently he didn't. So I bet 225k, and everybody's looking at me like I'm stupid. Um, I apologize, and he ended up folding it. So we're down to uh, two tables, and uh, I have 650k. Uh, eight ace of spades uh, on the button raise takes down four flatters. So it was down to five, I believe, maybe still six. But uh, I got queens in middle position. I raise it to 40. Big blind, the chip leader defends, and the flop is... Um, two diamonds on the board everything underneath the Queens. This is the hand that knocks me out now the opponent here uh, is uh, Super chip leader um, He's super chip leader in the sense that two hands previously everybody had docked off their stacks to him uh, And he didn't he didn't have anything uh, of consequence uh, He's very loose pre but seems to take an intelligence approach to the game after the fact so but he's, he's sticky, but I didn't have much of a read on him other than um, I don't know. I, I have not played this guy uh, that often, so uh, my mistake. But queen's in middle position, so I make it uh, uh, 40 to go. And the big blind chip leader who just had won, he's, he's probably sitting at 2.1 million, um, and I'm sitting at 650k. Um, or he's, he's sitting at some, some ungodly amount of chips. Um, so the flop is everything underneath queens but two diamonds. I bet 60k. And he calls. Turn is inconsequential. Doesn't pair the board. Doesn't complete a flush or anything. I bet 130. And he calls. Um, River is a diamond. Uh, and he jams. And I think for about 5 to 10 seconds. And I end up calling him. Because it's just. It's so polarized. He either either has a flush. But sh or he has air. Like it just seems like he's flatting and playing. Whatever. I guessed wrong here. He had jack 3 of diamonds. And I am out, and I get uh, credit for sixth place in this one, even though I, f I feel like I'd finished in uh, uh, 
fifth or something or a twelfth. But uh, it was I don't know. It was Sad Panda. That was it. I'm out. Derka Derka Alama Jihad, and that is me out at uh, the second poker tour tournament. So, deuces. poker three time um notes to myself were to play tight uh make sure that i analyze the river because the last two outings i had punted my stack off or made the wrong decision or call um yeah so definitely queens could have could have found a fold there easy um of the overplay i'm not i'm not too upset about that but the queens at the previous one uh could have found a fold but uh, 110k uh starting four-handed so ace 10 off under the gun one of the very first hands of the tournament, I raise it to 1100 with a collar. Flop is king 10 x rainbow. I continue and I win. Uh, pocket two set mine, I miss on the small blind. And then jacks in middle position, I three bet uh, a 3k raise to 10k. So uh, with four collars. Flop is ace queen x all clubs, and I have the jack of clubs. So I have the second net flush draw. Uh, checks to me, I bet 30k and everybody drops it. So, yay for me. Next hand. Uh, well, that was a harrowing. That's a horrific slash semi-okay flop. Like, you, jacks are jacks are the worst and the best. Like, they are. They have equity. They're a good hand um, to to dominate, destroy people. But you just it seems like every single time to play poker with them, every single time it looks like a queen, king, or an ace is going to show up on that old flop. And for ace, queen, x clubs, like straight up. So, uh, dangerous flop. Uh, for everybody. Um, luckily for me, I had some equity with a jack of clubs, so I'm able to continue and take it down. Uh, next hand I flat, uh, raised to 3k, six callers this time, and the flop is ace queen x rainbow. Um, loose pre guy bets 12k, I flat, everybody else folds. Uh, turn is the king of the hearts, he folds with no action to me. So this was the uh, the situation. So if you recall the situation from previous podcasts, that's who this guy was. Um, what the hell did I have? I don't even know what the hell I had. I didn't even say. I definitely had something. Maybe ace jack off or something like that. Doop, 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 doop. So very active so far. Uh, 160K already uh, with the blinds at 400 and 200. 
King Jack off in the button, family flat, and I miss the flop. Blinds are at 600 and 300. Uh, pocket fives, I flat 3K. The table goes monsterly insane. It's a three-way showdown, so uh, action earlier had gotten to me with a couple limpers. I limp with a 3K as well, and then somebody behind me goes nuts, uh, and then the table goes crazy. Uh, the three-way showdown was ace-king of hearts versus king-ten of diamonds and uh, queens, and king-ten won with a 10-10 ace flop. Uh, I have ace-10 of diamonds. I flat uh, 3K early position with four collars. The flop is ace XX all hearts. The aggressor bets 7300. Now this guy was in the 10 seat and I was in the one seat and this guy is a complete moron. Um, he takes money from me later because he just makes horrific plays. He went all in maybe 10 of 13 plays uh, because he gets completely frustrated um, and just just jams. Uh, doesn't clean his stacks up. Uh, makes him and the situation were opening. There are two guys on my right, and they would open probably 85% of the hands uh, to some to some degree. But uh, I decided to get sticky with him. He bets 7,300, I call. The turn is nothing, no, not another heart. He bets the same, 7,300 again. I call him again. Uh, the river is nothing. Uh, he checks, I check, and the ace is good to go. Uh, so when a decent-sized pot off of him, uh, a6 off in the blinds. It's a family. The flop is uh, XX6 all spades. So I don't know what's up with these flops. Doesn't pan out, but I get to see the river. Um, 180K. I think I had the ace of spades in that one. Uh, King queen off in the small blind. Uh, I fold. Too many flatters behind uh, to call. I don't understand that one. Why would I fold there? Uh, had to have been raised with multiple flatters, but I guess the pot doesn't make sense to me on that one uh, Jacks under the gun seems to be a recurring theme I make a 4k to go with four collars and the flop is ace queen six two spades I continue for 11 with one collar. This was one of the uh, 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 Indian dudes and he was very loose pre as well He could have he justice could have easily been flatting me as he had equity, but I guarantee he had an ace or pretty Pretty certain he had an ace, because uh, he was wild and crazy all night as well. Uh, turn is an 8, I check. He bets 15k, and I call, and this is the value of position. So he has position on me. He can just he can see what I want to do if I'm going to double barrel. Uh, if he has equity, he can just call me down. If uh, I check and he has nothing, he can just he can take advantage of the, or he can, he can take the action, which he did with the turn bet of 15. Uh, River was a 6, I check. He bets 20k. There's there's a 20% chance that he's bluffing, but he likely has an ace. He did not show, and I'm down to 130k with jacks uh, not panning out. Uh, King, jack, of diamonds on the next hand. It's a family affair. Flop is queen 10 X, all spades. Jesus Christ, no joy for me. What's up with these monotone flops? Uh, jack nine off in the uh, big blind. I get to see a flop open-ended with two hearts on the board. I do not improve, I do not carry on, and I fold. Uh, jack 10 of hearts on the button. Um, so beautiful hand, beautiful position, yay for me. I make it nine to go, and two individuals call. The flop is six six four with two hearts. Uh, checks to me, and I bet 22K. Uh, the big blind jams for about 60K. There's no fold here. I don't, I, don't, I don't see where he's folding unless he shows me pocket sixes or shows me a six, uh, or shows me six four or pocket sixes. Um, I call uh, Jack on the turn, uh, five in the river, not a heart. Uh, 
and uh, he gets really uh, upset and runs away from the table. Uh, Jack-10 off and under the gun, plus one fold. Looked nice, but uh, no no joy. Ace-9 of spades under the gun. I flat and call a 5k raise. It's five ways to the flop. And the flop goes Jack-9-deuce, and everybody goes crazy. I hate under the gun medium-style hands. Like just earlier when I talked about the Jacks, Ace-9 of spades or Ace-X suited. Um, basically anything short of queens under the gun, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of. Um, but... Yeah, because it's hard to play out of position. It really is. Um, uh, min raise call with 10-9 off. I hit second pair with no joy. I yeah, I hit a, hit a 9 with that flop in action, so I fold. Uh, Queen-jack off on the button flat. Like, just fold or raise in this position. Do not flat with Queen-jack offsuit in the button. You either raise or you fold. But I was getting to a... Uh, a situation where I just kept, like, I don't know, they're adjusting my play for me. Uh, and then magic happens. Uh, aces in the cutoff. I make it 13 to go with a caller, and I may have cost myself equity here. Like, that seems to be a recurring theme as well. Uh, aces in the cutoff. I make it 13 to go with a caller. Uh, same guy that flatted my uh, jacks under the gun, so it was the guy that made the, uh, uh, called my flop bet with the ace queen, uh, rainbow, or ace queen x flop. And then I check to him on the turn, and he bets 15K. I call him, he bets 20. And then I call him again where he likely had an ace. But he made the same play again. Um, so the flop is uh, uh, ace, 2-5, rainbow. So I hit the hit the money pot. So if he has 3-4, uh, so be it. Uh, so, but I check, and he checks. This is how strong I have to be to check the flop. <laughs> I have to have a set of aces. Um, uh this is how strong I have to be to flop the flop or check out of position is to have uh, a set of aces. Turn is a queen of hearts with two hearts now on the board. Now it's getting kind of squirrely. Um, he bets 15k and I raise it to 75 and that's all for him. And he's been very, very loose, very light, very everything, very cally. Um, but he decides to fold. He, was pro he probably had complete air. Uh, and I'm at 250k, just shy of a quarter million, or just over a quarter million. And then I decide to pump my stack off. So uh, knowing what I know, where you have to have equity when you make plays like this, you got to have something. And then the guy that was jamming, uh, opening about 85% of his hands, uh, probably 60 to 85%. Like when I said between the situation and dumb fuck guy, uh, they were opening about 85% of hands. So uh, this guy. The guy that had been going all in, all in, all in, all in. Um, he's the one that stays sticky with me. But it's uh, Jack 8 of hearts and the cutoff. And it limp family to me, so I decided to make it 13 to go and four callers. Um, the flop is 10xx rainbow. Um, it checks to me, and I decide to continue 426. And seat 10 uh, uh, is the caller. Um, he checks to me again. I bet 75. He jams for 26 over. Um, it's too much. It's, there's, um, like to spike a jack is enough to call here, uh, with one over. So I don't improve and he had 10, nine with 95 K is 95 K left it's impressive play, like real sticky. Like maybe he knows something I don't know, but I can't give him any of that credit because he was just so wild and, and dumb when it came to uh, playing poker. So he just decided that he was not going to fold the hand or fold any pair. So that's what he did. 
And now I'm down to 95K and I'm kind of tilty, but uh, about two hands later, uh, pocket eight survives ace king off and I'm back up to 220K. So standard, uh, I raise, guy jams, I call, uh, I have eights, he has ace king, he doesn't improve. So now I'm up at 220 again. Uh, ace 10 off on the small blind at 20-ish big blinds. I pump it to 29K with blinds at 8-4 uh, with multiple limpers. One caller after I bump it on ace 10. And it's the same guy that I'd eliminated earlier. He rebought, uh, and he actually made the final table. He actually got it further than I did. Um, uh, the flop is 9-2-9. I continue for 45K, and he just flips out, and he open folds ace-jack of clubs. So the benefit of aggression, the benefit of image, uh, get people to fold better hands. Um, uh, Ace-queen of spades on the button. Everybody folds to me. Uh, I pop it. I pop the blinds and take it down. Um that's the negative of being, but it, I mean, it's ace high, to be honest. It's ace queen of spades. It's literally ace high. It's not a pair. Um, if, it, if you can take money down without seeing F flop, then you're winning. Uh, Jack's under the gun again for literally the eight millionth time. Uh, the last couple times I've played, I make it two and a half to go. Uh, two and a half X big blind raise, no collars. Uh, but the blinds are getting up there. Uh, Jack 10 off a button limp, and there's no reason to do this. You just fold. Uh, you you have 20 plus, just around 20 big blinds. Why are you giving a big blind to blame? Why are you giving a big blind away with Jack 10 off suit? Uh, Ace Jack off takes down the blinds and a limper. So I'm down to 15 big blinds because the blinds have just gone up. So we're six handed. I'm in the big blind with one limper. Uh, the flop is Ace Queen 5, all diamonds. I have Queen 5. I lead out with 75. Uh, guy to the left of me jams and I call and he had pocket aces well played on him um, just is what it is so and out in 11th place so all the magic is gone I lose everywhere I finish 11th 12th and 6th uh, in my respective tournaments so uh, it, you, there, there are recurring themes missing value um, uh, limping uh, pre with marginal mediocre hands basically basically giving away value missing value and then um, uh, Being way too sticky with the Queen's hands and uh, just not getting lucky with the ace king hand or uh, You know a little bit of unlucky definitely misreads definitely missing value and definitely giving away value So big four big mistakes with which caused me not to win uh, anything so that, that kind of reinforces the fact that you got to tighten up, stay tight, keep your image going. The way these guys play, there's no reason to step out of bounds and play any other way than just rock, knit, poker, three betting, uh, personnel, and every now and again, maybe 10% of the time, you could be full of shit. But that's it. Only when the situation warrants it. You can't do it, uh, I don't know. Pick your spots. Pick your spots better, I guess. All right, that's the Poker Corner. Have a good one.